Hi, you're listening to the next English podcast. Enjoy the show. And welcome to another episode of Zdenek's English Podcast. First of all, I have to tell you that I'm going to be speaking in this kind of voice, so it might sound a bit quieter than something that you're used to. And that's because I'm sitting in a park on a bench, uh, which is a bit wet, but I've got a plastic bag laid out on top of that bench, so I, I can't feel any wetness on my butt. But... Um, the point I was making is that I don't want to be too loud as there might be people walking past me actually um, I've just had a man um, go by uh, with his dog and I had to interrupt the recording and I decided to start over again so it's a bit of a, let's say the conditions are not ideal here also you might hear a plane um, flying above me that's normal because the place I'm in right now is actually London. Yes, I'm recording uh, another episode of the next English podcast from London. Uh, you might be thinking, Zdenek, that's not special anymore. Well, I'll tell you what, this one is kind of special. This is a special episode and it's a monologue and it's just going to be me no one else, just me talking. So if you don't enjoy this kind of episode, if you prefer dialogues, um, you might as well turn off your device, whatever you're listening from. But obviously, obviously, I'm hoping you won't do that. Because what a shame that would be, right? What a shame. Now, seriously, the reason I'm recording in a park is because, well, I thought it was a quiet place and I expected no one else to be here. Well, there are some people here, actually. There are some people walking but I think I might be slightly intimidating for them now. Now that I'm holding the recorder, speaking to myself, they might not want to come close to me. Well, we will see what happens. But whenever that, whenever somebody approaches me, I will probably hush my voice a bit and maybe even switch off the recorder or just stop talking for a bit until they are gone. And then <laughs> I will pick up where I left off. So... I should probably explain what this episode is about. I mean, when you clicked the play button on your device, you probably knew what you were getting yourself into because there is um, the name of the episode and there is also a little description. So you probably know uh, what you're getting. And this is exactly what it says, uh, what it says on the tin. Uh, this, this does exactly what it says on the tin. Excuse me. Um, in this episode, I'm going to talk about Chexit. Now, when I say Chexit, that might sound like I'm some sort of a secret agent in London um, trying to bring down uh, the Czech government or something and trying to get the Czech Republic out of the EU. No, that's not why I'm here. No, not really. 
Guys, this is an episode that I have owed you for a very, very long time, actually. I just didn't get round to it for numerous reasons. One of the reasons was simply because I didn't want to do it until, until I felt it was the right moment to. And I think the right moment is right now. So, this name of this episode, it's like a pun, really. Checks it. I don't want to... I don't want my country to leave the EU. I don't. No. It's a bit of an allusion, obviously, to Brexit, right? It's a bit of a a sneaky pun, let's say. Um, A play play on words. But it has nothing to do with the idea of Czech Republic leaving the EU. No, not really. Quite the opposite. It has everything to do with me leaving the Czech Republic and coming here to England and to London. Yes, that's right, guys. I've made a decision. This time, I did not go back to the Czech Republic after my summer camp job um, in MLI. Um, Because, as you know, uh, for the past three years, I've always been working in Wembley for a summer school called MLI at a summer camp teaching teenagers. But I always went back home. But not this time. This time I'm here. And I've planned this. It's not just a random decision on the spur of the moment. No, not really. This is all thought out well, actually. And and there are a lot of question marks and there are a lot of unanswered questions. And um, to be honest, who knows what's going to happen. But I think this is the moment to tell you about it. I don't want to jinx it. Okay, I'll probably touch wood because... Here I'm sitting on a wooden bench, actually, a wet wooden bench. Um, well, like I said, I didn't talk about this because I didn't want to jinx it and I didn't want this to be a disaster. Because imagine I, I talked about this a lot, like I used to in the past, and the episodes of the Next English Podcast, and then it didn't happen or, or I failed miserably. By the way, I can still fail. This doesn't mean that I'm out of the woods yet. Um, well, I'm kind of in the woods right now. Well, that's not really a woods, a wood. It's um, it's a park, but there are some trees, um, which create a shade, um, or shadow, I should say, shadow and and, and also shade. And I think a man is approaching, so I'm going to stop recording and I'll come back to you in a second. Okay, hi, that's me again. Uh, I think you may have heard the man walk past me. I'm still whispering because he's not completely gone out of the park yet. But I think now I can raise my voice a bit. So, um, where were we? Where was I? Um, Well, I was talking about um, the name of this episode and why I called it that. And I was saying that I, I just didn't feel like telling you about this just yet. But now is the right moment. And I keep repeating myself, so I should probably tell you what has been happening in the past few days in my life and why I made this decision. So, and how actually, how I made this decision, because that's also very important. Well, I have been thinking about this for a long time and I think I mentioned it a few times on the podcast in the past. But it was always hard for me to make the final decision. That's because you always have something you lose and something you gain. And it's never 
it's never easy you know it's not it's not black and white it's not like moving house to england means 100% success and and everything um coming up to roses no really it, it it means that um there are different challenges and and obviously this is a dream that i've had for a long time so i'm here to chase my dream that's the main idea i'm chasing my dreams of being um an english teacher in london yes an english teacher an esl efl a tefl teacher uh, there are more names you could give this profession actually and it won't be easy i'll give you that but i would like to try anyway because if i don't try i will have regrets well i have already tried so i should probably use the second conditional yes so the next that's right if i didn't try i would have regrets right so i'm not going to have regrets anymore because i know i'm already trying and i'm not giving up right now and that's because the things are not going too badly for me again i shouldn't really jinx it but at the moment things are quite okay i would say not too bad so what what helped me decide what what made me make this decision actually well to put it simply i just needed a challenge in my life i burnt out at my work and this was the solution to my problem and obviously i had to think this through properly so i made a list of cons and pros pros and cons or what have you and then that helped me decide so i'm going to go through that list now because uh, i put it on my google drive uh, because i knew one day i would record an episode about it you see how organized i am i'm sometimes uh, it's sometimes surprise myself that i'm more organized that i give myself credit for so what were the reasons for coming here well first of all it has always been my dream okay or I could say it had always been my dream because now i'm here so anyway i don't want to get bogged down in in the technicalities of english tenses because that's not what this episode is about somebody is approaching i have to pause this again all right that person is gone and they probably didn't hear me anyway because she had um uh, uh, uh headphones she had headphones uh on her ears or in her ears so she was probably listening to something ideally she would be listening to the next english podcast but to be honest i think this girl looked kind of british um she was probably british because most people here are british why wouldn't she be british and british people don't generally listen to the next english podcast unless you are a weirdo or someone that is stalking me or something like that i don't see a reason why a british person would listen to the next english podcast but anyway they're gone now she is gone it was a girl a woman so yeah i'm telling you about about the reasons for coming here so one of them was it had always been my dream and it was kind of a nostalgic thing as well for me because as you know i used to live here about was it like 13 years ago 13 14 years ago long time ago i can't believe it's been so long actually when i was 20 21 and i described this well on 
Luke's English podcast in my um, episode or in the double episode that I uh, recorded with Luke Thompson. You are all welcome to listen to that. That's one of my proudest moments of this year. Actually, this this would probably be um, a prouder moment than that. But uh, let's say it's my it's one of my top moments this year. Uh, that double episode of on Luke's English podcast. Um, I think it's called Learning English with Zdenek Lukas, part one, part two. So feel free to Google it and uh, listen to it, of course, and find out more about uh, my life here in the UK 13, 14 years ago. And again, I think some people are coming, so I'm going to stop, pause, and come. I'll come back to you in a second. These people were actually speaking English. So I think there was enough of a proof for you that I am in England. They didn't seem to be the natives. They had a bit of an accent. So I think they were foreigners living here in the UK, which is something that's quite common here in the UK, actually. There's a large number of immigrants here, living here. People like me now, I guess. Uh, it still feels um, a bit insane that I'm back here, but yes, I've done it, I've made it, I've come, and I'm here. And there's more to come from me, more to say on this topic, so you just wait for it. Yeah, it was always a nostalgic thing, I always wanted to come back, wanted to try this again, because I know, I remember how much it helped me, so it was just an inevitable move for me, okay? Again, someone's coming, so I have to stop recording. I think I probably didn't choose the best bench. I might as well go for the one that I can see about 20 meters ahead of me. It's probably 40 meters, actually. I have to cross a path to get there, and there is a dog trying to fight a stick so I might get hurt as well on the way so please wish me luck that I don't get hurt but I need to relocate right now or, or people will be walking past me all the time which will happen there as well but they won't be as close to me as now so I will not be tempted to stop recording uh, like I'm right now the thing is from distance it looks like I'm calling someone because I'm holding my phone with the note and also the recorder, but when they come closer and when they hear me talk in this kind of a strange way that I'm talking, uh, they might think I'm a bit crazy. I'm not sure if I'm prepared uh, for that just yet. Okay, so let's go. Let's relocate. I'm taking my plastic bag with me. The dog has approved of my decision, as you might have heard, by barking loud. And um, yeah, I'm walking. I'm about to cross the path I was telling you about. It's a lovely sunny day here, the sun is shining, it's about 23 degrees, 24 maybe. Um, it was raining in the morning, so the ground is quite wet, but it feels great to be in a park and outside generally and be recording the next English podcast for you. Okay, so let's see, let's see. So I've, I've just seen, uh, I've just sit down, I've just sat down, sorry, and um, 
about to continue this episode of the next English podcast. So the second reason I wanted to come here is because it's a new challenge. And challenges are generally great for you in any way, shape or form. And that's because um, we are programmed to um, set ourselves goals and objectives. And if we do that, well, we can grow, we can make progress. And if we don't do that, we stagnate. You know, we, we just get stuck and stuck in the rut. And it's not a nice feeling. So this is a new challenge for me. It's my way of coming out of my comfort zone. And this this is just beneficial for my life motivation or what have you, motivation in general. And my life was a bit stereotypical back in the Czech Republic. Right, so um, it was a bit boring, tedious and mundane. I was pretty much dying inside and it's not an exaggeration, it's not an overstatement. I was uh, not happy with my own life. And it was partially because I could see myself coming here. I just knew this was something I should have done long time ago and I, I was putting pressure on myself for not having done that yet. I was getting this internal push as if, Zdenek, why on earth are you still not there? When I say there, right now it's here. Well, I know that was more and more pressure on me and I was feeling uh, uncomfortable and, 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 uh, and basically I was frustrated with myself for not having done that yet. So, here I am and another reason I came here is because I thought I would meet new people here. It's always cool to meet new people, you know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, an extrovert. I consider myself an extrovert, an extroverted person who likes meeting new people, who likes socializing, and um, it's just cool. And also, the people here are a little bit different than in my country. They seem to be more positive. You ask them, how are you? They respond with, I'm fine, thanks. Not like in my country, by saying, I'm, I'm not well at all, uh, I have a headache or a stomach ache. Here just people, people seem to be nice, more tolerant. In my country you, you, you find that there are a lot of people who, who have problems with certain nationalities. I would say borderline racist or xenophobes. I think it's much less here. And it's just one of the reasons I wanted to come here. And also I felt like there were some people in the Czech Republic who were bringing me down. It's probably not just their fault, because I think it's my fault too, because I let them bring me down, you know. They didn't do it on purpose. I don't think there was any sort of malicious intent or anything like that. They just did that, and it was my fault. Do you, do you, do you get me? I don't know if you do, but the point is, it's sometimes about the people you surround yourself with. People, it's better to surround yourself with positive people, people who enjoy their life and who are happy with themselves and who are successful but maybe it's just because I had a different thing in my head and I, I was failing at that and it's just a, for someone like me for a competitive person who, who likes to achieve goals and set himself some slightly unrealistic objectives such as coming to the UK and becoming an English teacher here um, it's important that that uh, you are on track of of achieving that, or you, you are heading towards that goal or something. But if if it's not happening for you, then 
you just you just feel frustrated. I, I'm sure some of you may um, relate to this experience. I'm sure some of you have gone through something similar like me. So I think the people that I was surrounded with, they were slightly toxic. And instead of supporting me in my dream, I think some of them were a bit skeptical about it. And they might say something like, Zdenek, why do you even want to go there? There is Brexit. Uh, you have everything you need here, you have a house, a garden, and, and they were like a bit skeptical that I can't become an English teacher in, in an English-speaking country like this, in, in the mecca of the English language itself. Um, they did not believe that this was even possible. I, They were not necessarily telling me this into my face, but I could feel it, I could, I could sense this um, skepticism and cynicism coming from their uh, heads, or not, not heads, but uh, like bodies, you know, phys physical bodies. Uh, I could just sense it. And maybe it's my head talking right now. Maybe it's not exactly like this. Um, but I just felt like I wasn't being supported enough. Maybe it's because people were being a bit selfish. Maybe they wanted me to be around them. I really don't know. I think it might be a mixture of everything all together but anyway my point is I don't think the people I was surrounded myself I I don't think the people that were around me in Podjebrady were helping me achieve my goal so it's part of the reason I'm here um, also I definitely burnt out at school you, when you burn out it's like a syndrome that happens to teachers and also nurses and doctors and generally anybody who, who works with a lot of people uh, this job can sometimes be mentally and and um, um, yeah mentally challenging you know like because you have to work with a lot of people so um, you have to give out a lot of uh, positivity to them and, and as an English teacher you you have to support everyone and and and, and be um, supportive and um, always happy and trying to help the students but in the end of the day, you, it's, it may take an effect on you. So I think this is what the burnout syndrome is. And it happened to me. There's a kid pulling a, a, a toy truck right behind me. Hence this sound. Also, there's a dog uh, that is approaching me and looking at me um, quizzically. And uh, wonder, I'm wondering if, if the dog wants to eat me right now or just wants to um, make an appearance on the next English podcast. Luckily, he might have just decided to um, to change his direction and he's going back to his uh, master so that's that's good um, so where was I again yeah so um, I, I, I was talking about the burnout at school and when, when this happens to you 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 don't care anymore and I was exactly feeling that not that I wouldn't teach my lessons in a professional way, but I would just make less effort. I wouldn't plan so much. I wouldn't do the same kind of job as I used to do. And that's, that's never a good sign. But I, um, I basically noticed the signs of this burnout syndrome and it, I decided to tackle it head on instead of um, just giving up or giving in or something. It was, it was something that pushed me, something that helped me make this decision 
in the end to come here. So, um, yeah, basically I felt like I had nothing to lose anymore, you know, like, I, I felt like I was failing with my life, burning out, not enjoying my job anymore, and it does have an effect on the students and on anybody around you. So I, I am sure I was a bit toxic myself, because of not being happy and... I was just grumpy and morose and, you know, so I need to be happy with myself in order to to be able to give positivity to others, which is part of my job, to encourage, to support, to help students with their English. So, yeah, also I thought coming here would help my own English to achieve that, that C2, that cursed C2 level, which I'm trying so hard to achieve. Some people say I have C2. I'm not sure. I, I'm, I still think I'm between C1 and C2 or very, very low C2. But the point is, I came here to improve my English as well. Definitely didn't come here to earn money, guys. I would actually earn more back in the Czech Republic. And that's because I didn't have to pay for a rent. I have a house there. And I was doing quite well money-wise. Yeah, so even though English teacher doesn't get much, the salary is quite low in the Czech Republic. It's not much better here. But all things considered, this is definitely not the reason I've come here. Uh, you, you get a lot of these economic migrants that come to the UK because this, the economic situation in their country is much worse than here. And they they make a fortune here. Even doing a menial job like a cleaner working on a construction site but that that not that was not what I wanted to do I wanted to come here to become an English teacher to improve my English to work alongside native speakers and I don't care if I don't make any money I, I literally don't as long as I make ends meet and this is what I was saying to myself before coming here as well I this hasn't changed so I'm still I'm still um, in the same position on this. Yeah. Also, I would like to continue uh, with my development as an English teacher. It's called CPD, Continuous Professional Development. And I felt like I, it wasn't happening for me in the Czech Republic. I had a nice job, don't get me wrong. It was a secure job uh, at the castle in Podjebrady. I liked the people I worked with. I liked the levels I was teaching. The students were lovely. The colleagues were great. It's just, I wasn't moving forward. And that's just the feeling I can't stand. Here, the amount of challenge that I would get here as, a, as, a, as an English teacher, the amount of proving I would have to do, it's just... I can't put it into words, really. You know, it's... I can't compare to the job I was doing in the Czech Republic. And that's part of the reason I came here definitely is and I just didn't want to have regrets of not trying this as I had been thinking about this for so long imagine the the extent of regrets I would have oh it's just incredibly high yeah and I'm getting on a bit as well I'm now 36 years old so I'm not no longer 21 or 22 and to make these decisions was much easier when you were young. 
you always had a place to come back to, or go back to. I still do, but it's different now. It's different. So, um, yeah, and also I thought it might be easier here actually to uh, um, pursue my um, biggest interest and hobby, that is board games, and also podcasting, because I'll be surrounded with a lot of uh, native English native English speakers and a lot of people speaking good English and this is something that you as listeners of the next English podcast will definitely benefit as long as I decide to stay here um, I'm now staying here of course but you never know what could happen in the future and uh, like I said there's definitely there are definitely more people here so more people that might uh, join the board game meetup club that I want to create here and um, also I can do the Lepster meetups I've already done one and uh, I think I think Luke is going to do an episode about this because we met Luke in London this time it was amazing it was a meetup a Lepster meetup with Luke and also his brother he was really incredible and uh, I think Luke is preparing episode about that so he will tell you more and I thought this would be a wonderful opportunity to, to meet um, more like-minded people, people who listen to Luke's English podcast, people who love English, and people who might like board games as well. I wanted to merge these two meetups as well, Luke's English podcast, board game meetup. Why not, you know? I, knew, I know Luke always supported this idea, so he wouldn't, he wouldn't be against it. So, um, yeah, yeah, this is another reason I wanted to come here. Obviously, obviously, there were also some negatives. Number one, there was always a chance I could fail, and potential risk of humiliation and embarrassment that I would cause to myself, especially since I always talk about this so much, uh, like on the next English podcast, and I would definitely post something on Facebook. I haven't done it yet, actually. I haven't changed my status to move to the UK or living in London yet. And that's because I'm still afraid that I will wake up and this dream is over. So I'm still waiting for, for the moment that I feel more, more confident and more secure about all this. I'm waiting for the moment that I find my feet here, which is a nice expression. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for my feet. I mean, you could say that they're right in front of me and looking, looking at them right now. But I don't mean these feet. I don't mean my feet. I, well, I do. But metaphorically speaking, if you want, if you find your feet, that means it, you sort of like settle settle down. No, it's not exactly the same, but you have a secure job, accommodation, and you have a social circle or something like that. And it takes time to find your feet uh, after you uh, move to another country, after you move abroad. So um, this is a natural process, and. Um, the sooner it happens, um, the better, of course. But uh, I have to be patient, of course. It's not easy to find your feet, even though they might be right in front of you. <clears throat> yes, so um, another reason that went against coming here is that I actually had an easy, simple, good life, which was arguably, uh, not arguably, admittedly stereotypical and boring, but it was an easy life. I didn't need a car, I was cycling to work, I had a, job, a lot of job security, uh, I was earning decent money considering I was an English teacher and 
yet um, yet it wasn't enough for me but that was something I was obviously considering it would be much harder here for me for all different reasons also obviously the Brexit atmosphere yes Brexit is happening here in the UK I recommend listening to one of the latest episodes of Luke's English podcast where he talks to his dad what is it what is this episode called um, an update of, on Brexit no there is another name for it but you know those episodes where Luke talks about Brexit with his father who, who is a, an expert on this topic and on politics because he used to work for the BBC um, yeah so this the outcome of Brexit is so you know so unpredictable like no one knows what's going to happen and no one even knows what's happening now they have changed the Prime Minister now that it's Boris Johnson it's not Theresa May anymore and Boris Johnson supports the no-deal Brexit which is which is quite scary to be fair but despite all this I decided to come because I thought for some weird inexplicable reason this might actually be to my advantage I could actually capitalize on all this it's just strange but it is true I didn't come with any hard feelings I didn't come with any grudge because I knew what I was getting myself into more or less you know it's much worse for people who have been living here for a long time as um, the EU members and they felt so betrayed but when when the Brexit referendum was announced or the results of the referendum I wasn't living here so I didn't feel the same I came here after after it was announced and when it was about to happen when it was all about to unravel but it hasn't unraveled yet and there is still a slight chance that it will not happen although whatever happens um, there is no no possible uh, winning scenario like if it happens then it will be bad for me and people like me and and the foreigners and and uh, people and, and, and generally British economy I'm, I'm convinced it will be bad could be short term could be long term who knows but if it doesn't happen it's equally as bad because everybody everybody that voted leave will be really upset there might be some riots and and protests and demonstrations and who knows what so and I decided to come in this chaos, in this turmoil. Can you believe that? <laughs> because I thought, hmm, it's so chaotic and so unpredictable that it would actually be kind of cool to be here and to see this happening in front of your own eyes. You know, it would be like a hands-on experience. <laughs> and so I'm here, yeah. Even though a lot of people might think that I am crazy, that I chose to come in this uh, turbulent time yeah and I think one of the biggest reasons for not coming here was that I would have a zero percent job security it was uh, like no job security whatsoever uh, I did not have any job I only had the summer job and it was only for a month I, I, I signed a contract for a month because the the Wembley Center the summer camp center it, ends at the beginning of August yeah so I knew I knew I would be okay I, I knew I would have a job for a month which means 
some, some income of course it's hard work like always but it's income so uh, but I wouldn't know what would happen after that I didn't know what would happen after that I um, I um, I had nothing so I was prepared to do a menial job for the time being until I figured myself out until I possibly found a job that I was always um, craving yeah um, a teaching job an ESL job which I knew would be hard um, for me to find because as a non-native speaker naturally you have a bit of disadvantage don't you or at least so I thought so also I knew when I would have to work as a I don't know as a cleaner or on a construction site or in a call center or something like that basically it would bring my status down as a as a person a little bit because people look at you differently I guess um, people people judge you you know for all different reasons it's wrong of course because every job is equally as important um, even a cleaner's job or dustman or something like that or, or builder labor but somehow like after getting master's degree in English teaching and getting all these CELTA and DELTA qualifications and having Zdenex English podcast for seven years it would feel like a step down even though I would do it in the UK it would still feel like I was getting a bit demoted although I was prepared to do it for the time being because sometimes in life you have to you have to go back you have to take a step back in order to uh, make a leap forward later yeah sometimes this is something you have to do so I was determined to take the risk I was um, ready to to um, tackle or to um, meet my challenges and uh, and yeah also it was a big big question mark and, and, and uncertainty as to what my accommodation would be like and, and would I have to pay all the bills and and I still have bills in the Czech Republic so can I manage both at the same time would I be able to get by and make ends meet still have a house in the Czech Republic you know currently no one is living there because I didn't want to rent it out because I didn't know what would happen if I if I had to come back where would I go if someone was living here if I had tenants so it's like so many question marks you know and they still are but what what I've learned in the past few weeks I've been here for almost two months now yeah and I've learned that you just have to learn to prioritize it's such an important skill to develop yeah, you have so many things you want to do but you just push some of the things aside those that are less or seem less important and you should always try to refresh the list of these things because otherwise you might forget about something but basically you just you just um, uh, you just go for something that is uh, the most burning issue or the most important thing and then you you go for the others later so this is something I think I'm, I'm improving in, in being able to prioritize. Anyway, 
So this is the list of my pros and cons. And as you can see, what happened was that my that the pros overweighed the cons, and that's why I'm here. If they didn't, or if they hadn't, I wouldn't have come here. I wouldn't now be here. So, yeah. Anyway, the MLI job, um, the summer camp, this year was a bit rough, I will be honest with you. There were some problems with accommodation, we had to move flat many times. There was, there was also a lot of new staff and some of the staff members. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not gonna go into this. But I also met some wonderful new colleagues, some great teachers, and I recorded some nice episodes of the Next English Podcast. So that's coming, that's in the pipeline. It's something for you to look forward to. Also, um, a big question. Did I actually manage to find a job? Well, yes, somehow I did. And I'm not sure if it's a secure job and I'm not sure what will happen after a summer because right now it's a very busy period so they're happy for teachers to help out but the the main question here is will they actually be willing to to keep me once once this summer madness of everybody wanted to wanting to learn English uh, subsides once it boils over will there still be a place for me that's the biggest question right now but at the moment um, I have a job, guys, and I'm working for Speak Up London, which is a language school, uh, right in the middle of the Oxford Street. Would you believe that? Oxford Street? It's, it's, a, it's like a high street in London. It's a place where people go shopping, and it's in the first zone in the center of London. <laughs> I work there for a language school, alongside a lot of native speakers, and there is one more non-native there, uh, from Greece, and, and then me. So... It is very cool and I have a lot of lessons and I seem to be doing quite well so far. How did I manage to land this job? Well, it's a long story really. Where to start? Well, we will start with the next English podcast. If it weren't for the next English podcast, I wouldn't have found this job. That's right. Remember Marek Kitschkowiak from the episode of the next English podcast? Um, it was called breaking the breaking the was it breaking the glass ceiling with Marek Kitschkowiak. So after the episode, he suggested that I could join his academy, which is like a, a place where Marek offers online courses. And I was up for it because this was a place where he actually helped me with my own confidence as a non-native speaker, because that's Marek's um, field. He's a PhD um, professor, I, I, I should say, really, because I know he teaches at a university. Uh, he has a PhD and he's a professor at a university who, who um, has devoted his uh, professional life to this idea of breaking or, or, or busting the non-native speakerism bias, the bias that native speakers are better teachers than non-native speakers which frankly speaking even I thought wouldn't ever be possible to happen I knew I was not a bad teacher and I knew that sometimes I can even be better than some native speakers but I could never have envisaged that it is possible to to be equal it's like it's just like 
women and men, you know, the movement for equal rights or, or gay rights or something like that. It's similar in this profession, actually. There is a, um, there is a feeling amongst the ELT people who work in the industry that native, native teachers are inferior, uh, sorry, superior to non-natives. And this has to be broken, this has to be um, debunked. And Marek is someone who has made a lot of effort to make that happen. And now he offers online courses for people like me, for non-native speakers, for non-native speaker teachers. And so he, in he basically invited me to join one of his courses and I, 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 I did. I did join it. Um, it the course is called, uh, what's, what's the name? Will I be able to recall it? Um, it's called Highly Successful um, highly successful and employable non-native speaker teacher I think it is called and th this course in this course you'll find a lot of videos of Marek giving lectures but it's it's quite interesting it's not just academic stuff that bores you to death no quite the opposite Marek uh, has got a lot of like interesting personal stories to tell and there are fun analogies and um, it's generally well made, very well organized and professional, really professional. Marek really knows what he's talking about. And his English is just amazing. You remember him from the, the episode uh, Breaking the Glass Ceiling, don't you? I'm sure you do. And that episode was very, very successful, by the way. Very popular among my listeners. So, yeah, so I joined this course or I enrolled on this course and then I watched about half of it because I was watching it as I was working for MLI and then Marek suggested to me that there is one school that I could try to uh, apply for a job in and um, um, so I did this school is actually in Hall of Fame which is the idea uh, which is like a um, a list of schools that support Marek's idea of TEFL equity, okay? So this is one of the schools that don't mind hi hiring non-native speakers, but obviously it's not so easy. So what I had to do is to be able to sell myself well, and so I sent them my interview. I, I, um, um, I basically tried to show off my skills, you know, and uh, wrote a cover letter. And then, um, uh, to my joy, I was invited to an interview. And then when the interview was about to happen, I was actually told that uh, they need me to teach uh, a lesson because somebody didn't, didn't turn up, I believe, and it was an IELTS class. And, 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 and so I was offered to, to, to do a trial lesson, a two-hour IELTS trial lesson. And um, it was happening the next day, so I didn't have much time to plan it. But I tried to do my best while working for MLI uh, in Wembley. So I prepared for this lesson and then I was a bit nervous, a bit anxious, but I, I managed to teach that lesson and uh, I think I did quite okay. Well, if I hadn't done okay, I wouldn't have been um, offered the job because after that I had a Skype, Skype call with the principal of the school and she, she said that she would give me some classes so I started working for them now I've been there for about 14 days nobody so far has complained about me 
Uh, I have heard some positive comments on my teaching. I've got good feedback from my students. So hopefully, hopefully it's all, it's all going well. But it's really hard to predict because, like I said, I will become less busy. But as long as I have at least some classes, I think I will manage. I will get by because I have got um, a list of students from the Czech Republic, a host of students who want to take Skype lessons with me. Those are students I was teaching, not my private students I was teaching in the Czech Republic, and they want to continue having lessons with me via Skype. So even if I have fewer lessons, I think I could still manage to get by and, and make ends meet here. So I, I don't mind. But at the moment I have maybe a little bit too many lessons actually. I'm really exhausted every day. And um, I also decided to go to the gym. So I, I, I've been going to the gym for, for about five, maybe six weeks. That's really cool because I used to go to the gym a lot, to the gym a lot, but for the past few years I haven't been really into it. And I think partially it was the reason why I was feeling a bit down and depressed slightly. So this is also helping me to get back on my feet and um, just generally to improve my well-being, you know. So this job is going well, as I said. Don't want to jinx it. You don't know what's, what could happen. But anyway... Um, what else? What else is there to say? Well, I've got accommodation. I'm living in Black Horse Road, which is very near Walthamstow. It's like North East London. And uh, I have a wonderful connection to work. I can be there in 20 minutes if I take the tube, which is really lovely. Um, I, um, I did live in a hostel for about a week prior to this accommodation, in which I've been for only about six days and in the hostel it was quite tough and rough but I went there because I, I wasn't sure where I wanted to go at the time I didn't want to make the decision and so I decided to, to go to the hostel what an experience that was also it was my first week at work and it wasn't ideal because I couldn't sleep there at night like it was quite bizarre but the first night I moved in so you can imagine a small room three bunks three bunks so it's like a bed and and on top of that bed you have another bed that's a bunk so you had like three three of these bunks that means a place for six people in one small room small bathroom small shower uh, and the first night they were having sex right below my bunk right under my bunk they, they there was a sex orgy they were trying to be quiet about it but yeah, I couldn't sleep the whole night. It was actually quite hilarious. I didn't know whether to cry or laugh because <laughs> I couldn't sleep, but it was kind of amusing as well, like how the bed was moving and everything, and I was there uh, sleeping. I didn't know whether to be uh, sad or, 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 or upset or, or amused or, or jealous. I didn't know. And at one point, when it was about 2 a.m., I just said to them, can you guys be a little bit more... Uh, can you guys be a bit quicker? And then just the man, <laughs> I think he was a bit surprised when I asked that question because I think he thought I was sleeping. He replied to me, I'm trying. <laughs> and it was quite amusing. The girl was a bit upset um, about this uh, the next day. She didn't really talk to me much. But the man, uh, he knew that I was, I was trying to be nice about this. 
basically the point was I was not able to sleep. And then when this stopped, uh, they didn't make love on the subsequent nights, they started snoring, not, not them, but different people. And the people come and go there, you know, so some people stay there for two nights. And, uh, and so I, I, couldn't, I couldn't sleep. They were like, sometimes I would just sleep three hours, four hours. You can imagine, then I had to teach six hours of lessons. It was a bit rough. It was a bit rough, but I managed to pull through this with my head held high and um, I have nice stories to tell now because this hostel was, by the way, in Elephant and Castle area, which is second zone in South London and it's called Safe Stay and it's not a bad place to be, but you have to be prepared to sacrifice a lot of privacy there, basically. Yeah, sorry, I've just dropped the recorder. Um, I think that's a sign that I've been recording this episode for a long time. I hope I'm not boring you to death. Uh, it's been almost an hour of me recording this. I think it's high time I went for a walk. I want to get into the high street of Walthamstow and see if I can do some shopping. Because this is my basically first day off in like five weeks. A first real day off when I can do literally nothing. I'm not really doing nothing, am I? Um, I'm recording the next English podcast, but before that, there would basically be no time for this. So um, I want to have a nice meal, nice lunch. I don't feel like cooking today at all, but uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, in the new accommodation I am, it's a shared house and uh, it's right next to Tesco Express, which is really cool. And also, it's not far from the Black Horse tube station, about a three-minute walk, which is awesome. And, and I, I share um, a room with a Tunisian, and he's a very nice guy, uh, very sporty and uh, respectful. And also, I share the house with other four people, and they are from Slovakia, which means I can speak my native language with them. It wasn't something I wanted initially but um, it is what it is and it's good that I have uh, I have a Tunisian in my room who speaks very good English I'm gonna invite him onto the next English podcast in the future by the way so you can hear his English uh, and uh, him telling you about uh, his life and um, his job and all that and um, there are more episodes to come um, you guys take care have a lovely day and and um, keep learning English and keep listening to the next English podcast feel free to get back to me feel free to send me an email um, a message as you know there's the next English podcast Facebook group uh, we have recently had the 1000th member of this group so that's cool I've got 1000 more than 1000 members of the Next English Podcast Facebook group. Feel free to tell your friends about The Next English Podcast. There is a way to support my podcast by becoming a patron. You can send as little as $1 a month uh, to help me out, keep this project up. Now I am raising the bar by um, living in England. Hopefully I will stay here as long as possible. And uh, hopefully I keep my job and... Uh, and keep recording the next English podcast, inviting interesting guests onto the podcast. So if you want to support my endeavor, feel free. Um, 
it's completely safe. I just go to podbean.com, find my podcast and click become a member. You just have to give your credit card details, but it's completely safe. You don't have to worry about that. And I will be very happy man if you do that because every penny counts. Thank you very much for listening, for making it till the end and take care guys. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, go to Zdenek's English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenek'singlishpodcast.podbean.com.